Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good Sunday afternoon. Hello, everyone. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin, and thank you for joining in on my podcast, Biblical Lit Principles for Daily Living. I'm studying. We're speaking out of my book still, Understanding Your Own Issues and Other Issues. We're on episode 12. Uh, today we're going to be talking about emotional stability. Emotional stability. Do you know we can be stable even when everything around us is unstable? We still can be emotionally stable. How do we do this? Proverbs 25 and 28. We're going to get into that in one moment. But first, we're going to pray. Father, we just thank you for being in the middle of us, in the midst of us. For you said we're two or three are joined together. There you are right there in between, in the middle of us. So, Father, we come before you today, this day, asking you to reveal to us how to be emotionally stable. Help us to be doers of your word, Father, and not just hearers only. We thank you for your wisdom. We ask for it, Father. You told us we could. And as we ask for your wisdom, we believe that we receive it as we go out through our daily lives, acknowledging you in all our ways, Father. We are believing that you will direct our path. Okay, we're going to jump right on into it. In Jesus' name, we pray and we thank you, Father. Amen. We're getting ready to start about ruling our own emotions. You can have control. We can rule our own emotions, have control of our emotions. Proverbs 25, 28, the New Living Translation, NLT version tells us, that a person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. Why is this? It's like they're all over the place. Emotional stability. What's causing the instability? Well, the Bible, James tells us that it's like being a double-minded man. A double-minded man is a person who has divided loyalty. Their loyalty is divided. It's not just to God alone. But it's kind of like having a plan B. Well, if things don't work out here, then I'll convert to this. Emotional instability comes from looking, walking by sight and looking at what's going on around us. You know, I like, I keep like, I like talking about when Peter walked on the water because when Peter walked on the water, he stepped out on the word and he definitely stepped out in love because he believed he, he had confidence in God. Because uh, he said, if you tell me, you know, if this is really you, Lord, then bid me to come, right? So he said, come. So he stepped out on the word and he, he, he did. He had love, faith and confidence in God's love for him. He trusted him. He knew he couldn't just do it on his own. And as long as he was walking by faith, and not by sight, because in the natural, that's not even possible, okay? So when he stepped out the boat, he was he stepped out in faith because there was nothing hard underneath that water to hold him up. That was water. He stepped over the boat. He put one leg at a time over that boat to step. He stepped out on water. There's no substance, nothing to hold to, no gravity. So he stepped out on faith. He was in, he was trusting God. He was believing God. He had his eyes on God, you know, but then when the storms of life came, when the trials, the cares and the worries of the world began to come against him, he began to sink because he took his eyes off the word. He took his eyes off God. And that's the same way with us. When we take our eye and then he began to sink and he hollered, Lord, help. 
But like I said earlier, that's the good part about it because he did call upon the name of the Lord. Sometimes we sink and we don't call upon the name of the Lord. When we begin to fall, then we just start reaching for other things. We start reaching out for other uh, plan. We start with our plan B. It's like we forgot all about God because the cares of the world, the, the, you know, the devil does the cares of the world to try to get us distracted, to try to overwhelm us, to try to cause us to be emotionally unstable. Look at this. Look at that. Look at that. But the word of God tells us to, to set our affections or set our emotions on things above which are eternal and not on things below which are temporal because things which are seen are subject to change but if we keep our focus fixed on Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith we won't sink no matter what's going on around us we have to keep our mind stayed on the word of God what is the word of God saying about your circumstances just know that God is for you and it doesn't matter how many wins and how many trials, no matter what comes, that God is for you. He, this is, he said, cast your cares upon the Lord in First Peter because he cares for you. He cares for us. Why does God want us to know that he cares about us? Because cares, concerns and cares, they, they turn into worries and fears. And the Lord said, that's not something you have to be concerned about. That's not that's gonna steal your focus because it's the cares of the world and the seeflessness of riches that steal the word. Remember? That's not something that you I want you to care about. I don't want you to be concerned about it. If you start to feel yourself becoming concerned, I want you to cast it upon me. Cast your cares upon me through prayer. How do we cast our cares through prayer? Go pray about it. Every, uh, I'll be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, just let your request be made known unto God. And then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, the Bible says, will cover our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. But he said we have to do all these other things first. We got to, uh, with the supplications, with thanksgiving, we got to let our requests be made known unto God. A lot of times we're not letting our requests be made known unto God. We're calling our best friends or we're calling this person and that person. But we haven't even took a minute out to see what the counsel of God is concerning that situation. The word of God is the power of God. The same way it had the power to save you, it has the same power to keep you. Okay, the word of God, it is the power of God. It's, this is why it's so prevalent, prevalent that we spend time with the Lord Jesus Christ, developing that love relationship with him. Because what we remember, we were speaking earlier that you can know a bunch of Bible verses, but if you don't have confidence in God's love, if we don't have confidence in God's love for us, our faith is not going to work because we're not going to believe anything he says to us. And we're not going to believe anything he says about us. But we know a bunch of scriptures. So we have to spend time. There's no condemnation. We got to spend time getting to know our father so we can, uh, you know, uh, grow closer to him and understand his love for us. It's, it's not that we first loved him, but it was that he first loved us because when we were yet sinners, he, cried, he he still went on and died for us. So we have to get to know him. He already know everything about us. We have to learn to trust God. Remember, uh, so this is what I say. Our obedience to God comes out of our love for God. So the more we love God, the easier it is to obey God. So our obedience to God come out of our love for God. How about that? So it's a love relationship. We got to be able to trust him to walk on water. We got to be able to trust him 
at all times, no matter what's going on around us. When you feel that spirit of fear coming on you, when because you, you can feel fear. We can feel it. We can feel when fear is trying to come. We can feel when anxiety is trying to come. And when we, and, and depression, that spirit of heaviness. We can feel it. We can feel when those things come upon us. And as they begin to try to come instantly, we need to catch it first. We have to stay sober and alert. Because remember, he's conning, he's crafty. We have to catch it and say, oh, no, my God loves me. I know that's, I. you know what? That's warfare. That is warfare. That's spiritual warfare. Because when the enemy comes against us and we speak the word, because the word of God is our weapon of warfare. So when we speak the word, we it's like when we speak the word, we swing the sword. When we speak the word, we're sticking, we're sticking them with the sword. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We cannot fight a spiritual battle in in the natural, with natural words, with natural solutions. Now, God would give us wisdom for the natural, but even in that, we need to get the wisdom of God to know how to do, to know what to do in the natural. Otherwise, that's us doing it ourselves. So we can be emotionally stable. Don't attack, don't. I want to tell the story. I was remember I was talking to someone once on the phone, and 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 what I, I was catching that when things were good, they were happy. When things were bad, they were sad. So I said, "How is things?" Oh, they said, "Oh, they're doing good. Oh, things are good. They're doing good, and things are good, right?" That's because they was walking by what they could see. They was walking by what they could see, and so that day was a good day because. According to what they could see, they was doing everything right. They were saying everything right. They was acting right. So they, they, their spouse was doing good. So they were doing good because he was doing good. Okay. But with the next day, the spouse wasn't doing good. Then they wasn't doing good because the spouse was. Now, the Lord said to set our affections on things above. Not on things below. Not Don't set your affections on your husband's behavior. Don't set your affections on your children's behavior. We're not to set our affections on anything or anybody. Because the only thing that's solid, steadfast, and always stable is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our rock. God changes not. So why not let our faith rest in his word and not in and the behaviors of others. In other words, when he was up, she was up. When he was down, she was it was like an emotional roller coaster. So I said to her, why don't you turn your tickets in and get off his roller coaster? Because you're on an emotional roller coaster. But the Lord wants us to be steadfast, immovable, and always abounding in the things of the Lord. How so how can we be stable when everything around us is unstable? What well, Jesus said, in this world we're gonna have tribulations. But those who keep their minds stayed on me, I will keep in perfect peace. No matter what the winds are, no matter what the worries are, no matter what the cares are, no matter what the concerns are, that will keep our mind stayed on the Lord and not be double-minded. We can't be double-minded because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let him not think that he's going to receive anything from God because God said that uh, we have to have our faith in him alone. Because when we're double-minded, we have divided loyalty. We got those plan Bs. There is no plan B. We can't have a plan B. Sometimes people get married and say, well, if it don't work, we can always get a divorce. That's a divided loyalty. We cannot have a plan B. We can't have an escape plan. God is the one that gives us a way of escape. We can't do, there's no plan B. We got to say, 
okay, I'm going to step out of this boat and I'm going to walk on in this water. And I know that the only way this is going to be possible is if I keep my eyes on Jesus because anything that God asks you to do, it's not going to, like I said, it's not going to make sense because he does not minister to our five senses. He ministers to our spirit. You can't make, the carnal mind cannot understand the things of God because they are spiritually discerned. Okay? So, uh, we got to keep our mind. He tells us to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the things of the Lord. And he who endures to the end, if we endure temptation, we endure trials to the end, God is going to reward us, but we're also we're gonna also going to save our souls. We got to work out our own soul salvation. We got to be steadfast, emotionally stable. Emotional stability is spiritual maturity. Emotional stability is a sign of spiritual maturity because what we're doing is the just shall live by faith. The just shall walk by faith. In other words, we have to walk by what we believe and not by what we see. Being emotionally stable, setting our affections on those things above, not on those things below. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are praiseworthy, whatsoever things are good report. The Bible say, I need you to think on these kind of things. No matter what, I, I remember I was in a situation in, with my marriage, and, and one thing I had to say to the Lord, the Lord gave me Romans eight and twenty eight, I believe it was. Well, God is for me. God is for God is for marriage. Marriage is God's idea. It, it, whenever you take a stand and you're taking a right stand, that means God is for you. So when God is for you then nothing or no one else can stand against you. And it doesn't matter what it is. When And, and that was a scripture that I stood on. God is for me. God is for marriage and God is for me. And I, no matter what happened, I was steadfast and movable. And I was not coming up off of that word. I set my face like a flint. And I said, God is on my side. He's fighting for me because uh, God is for me. Because God is for marriage. What I was standing for was what God was standing for. He is our rock, our refuge. He is a present help in our time of trouble. So if you want you want God on your side, you have to stand on God's side. <laughs> when we stand for righteousness, we win every time. So get on the right side. Because when we on the right side, we on God's side. All I could say is, God, when the, when the pressure would really come and the naysayers would really come and, oh man, one day I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell this story about what the devil tried to do to our marriage. I'm going to tell it one day when the Lord released me. But I'm telling you, all I could say was sometimes the pressure was really hard and I had to watch the words that came out of my mouth. I had to, I had to uh, have control over my emotions. This is, this book came out of my life. I had to live it and I still do every day. Do you know the next to salvation, the next greatest gift that God can ever give to you or grace you with is the ability to forgive. Do you, you know how freeing it is when God teaches you how to forgive? And remember we talked about that in prior chapters is that the way we forgive is by treating people opposite to how they treat us. Isn't that what Jesus said? Bless those that curse you. Feed your enemies. Pray for that those that despitefully use you. Those things, that's opposite to 
how someone treats you. He's saying don't don't do evil for evil. Uh, 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 hate evil and cling to what's good, but in return for evil, give them good. You know, if they hungry, feed them. You know, he teaches us, he said, uh, bless those that curse you. You know, he's teaching us. So how do, do you know how hard it is to be angry at somebody that you're praying for? I'm talking about praying for, for real, with a sincere heart. Not a hellfire brimstone prayer, but a prayer of deliverance. Lord, Father, bless my enemies. Don't let what they said about me come on them. You know why? Because God loves people. And when we love God, we can learn to love his people like God. Because God loves people. And under no circumstance can are we ever allowed to hate a person. Now, we can hate evil, but not the person. And so we have to learn how to separate the sin from the person. And how do you do that? You say Ephesians 6 and 12. Remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers and rules of darkness. So when we understand the fight, we won't take it personal. And our attack will be against the enemy with the word of God because he's already defeated. So every time we speak that word, he has to go. Every time we submit ourselves to God, the devil has to flee. Jesus said he resists the proud. God said he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Then you, we can resist the devil, the word tells us, and he will have to flee. So if the devil, if, if we're having trouble sometimes getting the devil out of, out of our lives, sometimes, not all the time, maybe we need to check ourselves and make sure that we're walking in, uh, in a submission to the Lord because uh, we can't walk with the devil and resist the devil. We can't have it both ways. We have to pick a side. I can't, if I'm going to uh, live for the Lord, I, I have to submit, we have to submit ourselves. So in this test, and this trial that I was going through in my marriage, I had to submit myself to the Lord. I had to choose. Am I going to walk in love or am I going to walk in bitterness and unforgiveness and anger? I chose love because I knew that God was love. And, and for God to be for me, I had to walk in submission to his will, his way and what he wanted. I had to give up my way for God's way. I had to give up my will for God's will. And in return for evil speaking, I had to say kind things. In, the th in, in return for evil actions, I had to give good actions. Because I knew that God was for me and God was for marriage. And this is a demonic, uh, this was a straight up demonic attack that was coming against my marriage. It wasn't even anything personal. Because the Lord taught me this, uh, understanding your own issues and other issues. He delivered me. He used this book to, he used this book to deliver me. I had to learn how to... And I had to learn how to forgive. I had to learn how to confess my own faults. I had to learn how not to blame uh, other people or my husband them or nobody else for my own actions and reactions. It, um, I had to um, I learn how to be emotionally stable. So whenever they shift, I didn't shift. You see what I'm saying? So um, what I'm telling you is not, uh, I'm telling you the stuff that I'm telling you is stuff I had to live. I had to learn how to be emotionally stable. Uh, tribulations. Uh, once the Lord taught me patience, it was literally, I literally felt like I was a tree that was planted. And no matter what the enemy threw at me, I could say God is for me. And, be, and just knowing that God was for me because I knew I had submitted myself to him. I had made up in my heart and my mind, come hell or high water, I'm going to do what he say because the word of God works. And no matter what it looked like, it didn't matter what they did, 
Romans 8.28 tells me when God is for me, who can be against me? Nothing the devil can do can stand against me. There's absolutely nothing the devil can say or do because it had the patience, when patience had the, the, those trials and those tribulations, they were patience in me. And though it did not feel good, it was good. And that's why I can sit here today and say, it wasn't good. It was good that I suffered those afflictions. It was good that I, I my faith was tested. It was good that I endure, had to endure the, those persecution and those lies and those rejections. It was. It didn't feel good, but it was good because it developed me. It trained me and it grew me up and it kept me on my knees. But it didn't feel good. But I let I had to let patience have its perfect work. I had to let patience have its perfect work. And when patience had its perfect work, I was entire, mature, wanting and lacking nothing, just like the Lord said. Because now I trust him. And I know he cannot tell a lie. When we when we stand in the righteousness of God, when we do what God say do, he is obligated. He has no choice. He has no choice but to do what he said he would do. And because he who promised is faithful. And I'm telling you, he graced me to stand. He graced me to stand in the midst of the storm. He graced me to stand in the midst of the tornadoes. He graced me. I had to bless those that cursed me. I had to be kind. I had to be intentional. And you know what I find to be true? That when you, in your heart, decide to do what God has asked you to do, that he will grace you to do it. And it won't be hard. Because when God graces you, that's his strength. He undergirds you. That's his ability. God will grace us to do whatever he asks us to do. When we surrender and we're not fighting and carrying on, it's when we're fighting. It's when we're yielding to our flesh. That's what's making it so hard. But as I let patience have its perfect work, as I endure those temptations, as I endure hardness like a good soldier, because I'm telling you, I had some hard places to endure I had betrayal. I had false persecution. I had encountered Jezebel. I encountered Ahab. I had to deal with witchcraft. I mean, I had to go through it. But God graced me. He And after I had suffered a little while, just like he said in his word, he strengthened me, he established me, and he settled me just like his word, just like he said he would do. I'm telling you that the word of God is true. And if we will do it, if we're willing to give up our way for God's way, if we're willing to just let that flesh suffer, because all we're doing is disciplining our flesh and said, no, you're not going to say it. This is what we're going to do. We're not going to do evil for evil. We're going to do what God say do. And we're going to give them good in return for their evil. I'm telling you. If we, if you, when we surrender, we can become established. We can become, we have to submit. 
submit, come up under, submerge. Come up under, submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Then we can resist the devil. I, I, I had nowhere else to go. He was my rock. He was my refuge. He is my hiding place. And he who promised is still faithful. Whatever it is you're believing God for. We have to walk by faith. You can't walk by sight. You believe in God for your children's deliverance. You believe in God to save your husband or your wife or whatever it is, whatever the promise is. I'm telling you, we got to keep our eyes on the word. Whatever the word is saying, when things coming against your life, when the storms and winds are coming and it's opposite to what God's word say, say what God say. I'm telling you, I'm telling you for myself, I'm telling you what I know. He who promised is faithful. You don't have to, vengeance is the Lord. You don't have, that's not your thing. My, your part in the middle of a trial, in the middle of a storm, is to do what God is instructing you to do. God is never calling people to change other people. But God wants us to yield, submit, and surrender. He wants us to ask for his wisdom. He wants us to acknowledge him in all our ways so he can direct our path. We have to come to him like a child. That's why I say I'm a daddy's girl. I am a daddy's girl and God is my father. We need to, we have to check with him just like a child like you want your children to check with you before they go anywhere. This is what God wants. He wants us to check in with him. He's our father and we have to come to him as a child. When we go to him and say, look here, Father, I'm coming before you today. And I'm asking you, um, I'm out acknowledging you in all my ways. And I'm asking you, you said if I would acknowledge you, that you would direct my path. And uh, today I yield and I surrender to you. And I, ask, and I thank you for leading, guiding, and directing my path. You told me in Proverbs that if I acknowledge you in all my ways, and for me not to lean not to my understanding, but in all my ways to acknowledge you, that you would direct my path. I'm telling you. I'm tell I am a believer. I am fully convinced that God cannot tell a lie. I'm t- I'm full I'm he gave me a miracle in my marriage. I'm telling you. I am fully convinced that God cannot tell a lie. If we remain stable, steadfast, immovable, and always abounding in the things of the Lord. You know, the, the Bible says there, the, there's the wise man, he builds his house on the rock. But the foolish man builds his house on the sand. And you can tell a person whose house is built on the rock and whose house is built on the sand. Because when the storms come, when the storms of life hit it, you can tell by the response and, the, and reactions of the person what the house was built on. Was it built on the sand? Because if it's a house, if our life, the house represents our life, we're the house. So if we build our life on the sand, the doctrines of the world, the sayings of the world, doctrines of devils, doctrines of men, anything other than Christ, anything other than the word of God, when the storms come, it's going to tear our house down. But when we build our house on the rock, on the word, on the solid foundation, We will be like that tree that's planted by the rivers of water. And though we may sway, we will not be moved because that tree is rooted. It has long, deep roots. Remember about the parable of the sower? 
because they had no root in themselves, they endured just for a little while. And then they was drawn away because they didn't have any deep roots. We have to be rooted and grounded. Let the word of God keep deep down off inside of us. We need to meditate on the word of God. Day and night, meditate on it. We need to love the Lord with all our heart, our mind, and our soul. We got to love him with every fiber in our, of our being. So what does that mean? Relationship, relationship, relationship. We have to spend time with the Lord. We got to love on him the way he loves on us. And when we have confidence in God's love for us, fear will have no place in us. The devil will not be able to come and talk evil, speak about our children, about our spouse, about finance, about nothing. Because we could tell that devil, you need to back up. Because God is for me. And you, devil, cannot stand against me. I'm going to end it here. Let's get that relationship, that love relationship going with the Lord. And as we do, we will become like that tree that's planted by the water. Because perfect love casts out fear. And when we're emotionally unstable, when our emotions are ruling us, then the Holy Spirit cannot guide us. When we are emotionally unstable, the devil, really that's coming from fear. That's a spirit of fear that's coming to torment us. That's trying to cause us to come off, off the word. But we got to stand on that word. It's like a baseball player. When he's standing on base, he got to stand there. Because if he come off base, he ain't going to be safe. We got to stand firm. Stand. Be steadfast and move. But always abounding in the things of the Lord. And keeping our eyes on the Lord no matter what's going on around us. And make sure that your friends, the people you have in your circle, make sure they have faith for your journey. Because you don't want no friends like Job friends. The kind that's, oh, they're really going to do it this time. Oh, this, that, that. Those are Job friends. You need those kind of friends that will tear off the roof of a house and lower you down so you can get what you need. Those are the kind of friends you need. Your friends need to have faith for you. Friends that have faith for you, those are the kind of friends you need. You don't need nobody around you talking you out of the word because if they can, that's the devil using them trying to steal the word. Oh yeah, I know this book, but this ain't no buts. There's no buts in God. He says what he mean and he mean what he says. He will take your tests, turn them into testimonies, your mess and turn them into messages. Stand on the rock. Remember, because God is for you, nothing or no one can stand against you. I'm going to end it here. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin. Thank you for joining my podcast, Biblical Principles for Daily Living. Again, we was coming from coming from my book, chapter 10. If y'all was following page 41, ruling over, ruling our own emotions, and we will not be double-minded. We will not have a divided loyalty. We will not be tossed to and fro by every wind and doctrine. Um, for we will walk by faith and not by sight. We will believe what God's words say. And we're going to, my challenge for you today is spend more time with God, delighting yourself in the Lord. Spend time through prayer, praise, worship, and reading his word. And, and, and get, when you get in the word, look for you. 
it's not about opening up the Bible and just start reading. Um, whatever your issues are, whatever your fears are, whatever your cares are, you know, some of you are believing God for your children. What does the Bible say about your children? Look up scriptures talking about your children and start standing on that word. Start practicing. Start standing on the word. Start trusting the Lord. Start. See, a lot of times we don't have faith for something because we don't know what God's word say. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we need to know what the word of God is saying about that situation in order to have faith for that situation. So that's why sometimes you're feeling hopeless because you don't know what the word says because faith is the substance of things hoped for. My question to you is what are you hoping for? What does the word say about what you're hoping for? And whatever the word says about what you're hoping for, then stand on that. If you need if you need help about your marriage, look up Bible verses that talk about marriage. But but know this that ladies when your your part is just your part. Don't worry about the husband's part. Your focus is to do what he says for the wife to do. Okay? Don't worry about his part. Don't don't just focus on you. Um so let's begin to stand in the gap. Let's begin to um so we can begin to bear fruit because the Bible says it brings the father great pleasure. When we bear fruit, God wants us to be fruitful and he wants us to be to multiply. Uh he has to change his mind about that. So I'm going to end it here. You guys, thank you for joining in on my podcast. Please, um, if you've received a text message, please forward the text message uh, to someone else. If you'd like to be on my text message, please uh, leave a voice message on my podcast site. Or you can um, do it on my Facebook and Messenger. Leave, put your phone number there and I'll put you on my text message. And when I get ready to uh, go live, I'll send it to you. Or I'll just send you the message through your text message. Because I know everybody's not on Facebook all the time. Okay, but I'm going to end it here. You guys be blessed. Be so encouraged. Um, and just keep looking for the good in your day. So you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Don't let the devil take you off course. Don't let the devil cause you to... Um, we have to walk by faith and not by sight. Don't be moved by what it looked like. Um, God said, if you believe Acts 16, 31, not shall only should you be saved, but your house. The seed of the righteous shall be delivered. God is interested in household salvation. Um, so know this, that God is for you. Guess what? When you're believing God for your kids' salvation, know Romans 8, 28, that God is for you. And because God is for you, the devil can't stand against you. Okay. There's absolutely nothing the devil can say or do to make the word of God not true. Don't let him talk you out of God's word like he did Eve in the garden. The devil is a liar and Jesus is still Lord. And God cannot fail and God cannot tell a lie. And know this, that after you've done the will of God, you you will have need of patience. The Bible says, why? Because after you've done the will of God, you will have to wait on God. I'm going to end it here. You guys be blessed, be encouraged. Let's be emotionally stable. Set our affections on things above, not on things below. And if you're on someone else's emotional roller coaster, turn in the tickets and get off the ride and stand on the ground and pray for them. How about that? I'm ending it here. On this note, Father, we thank you that your word is not going to return void that it's been your seed has been sown into good ground and we will become doers of this word we will practice your word we will submit ourselves to you we will take the challenge we will find the bible verse that talks about our need and we will stand on it remembering and knowing that because you are for us nothing or no one can be against us until until tomorrow guys um i'm going to end it here again this is arthur pearly martin you guys follow me on spotify when you go to Spotify, 
um, put my name in there, Arthur Pearly Martin. Biblical, uh, just put Arthur Pearly Martin. It's gonna come up. My name's gonna be there, and hit the follow button. Follow me. So whenever I come on here, it's gonna pop on there to let you know. It's gonna give you a notification. Also, join me on my YouTube page, Jean Martin. Hit the bell and, and uh, subscribe to my page because I will be doing a lot of lives there also. And I'm gonna end it here. If you like to support us, um, just hit the support button on my um, on my main page here on the podcast. Okay. And I'm ending it here, you guys. Uh, Until tomorrow, I'll talk back with you tomorrow. If you got a prayer request, hit the voice message button on my podcast page. Leave your message there, and I'll I'll, uh, get back with you, and we'll pray. Okay, I love you all.